Welcome back to another episode of My Life in a Poem podcast. I am your host, Angelina, and on this podcast, we discuss poetry, codependency, trauma, healing, and the tea behind the poetry. So if you like all of that stuff, keep listening. Y'all, first want to apologize because I do not post my episodes regularly. And that's because I want my podcast to be authentic and I want it to come when it feels naturally. And I feel like with content creation, we have to be so forced to just produce, produce, produce. And I don't want my podcast to feel like a job. So I do only post when I feel it, when I know that it's going to be good and when I can give y'all quality content. Because if I'm just posting something every week or I'm just going about my everyday life thinking about how an episode can be a lesson or, I'm sorry, a lesson in life can be an episode, that doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural in life. And it doesn't feel natural on the podcast. And that's not how I create poems. I create poems based on life experiences, and I just let them come to me. So it has to be some type of thing that I've learned in life or some type of powerful moment. And those are the moments I want to share. And those are the moments I want to give. And I will admit, when I did first start the podcast, I had so many of those moments. (laughs) That's what made me want to start it. I just had these powerful, life-changing moments that happened all the time. And I had so many episodes to give. But I do promise to keep giving. And I'm sorry in advance that they aren't so regular. But I hope that y'all enjoy this episode. Hey, y'all. I wanted to bring y'all an episode about anxiety. So I just woke up from a dream about completing my course hours and having my last final evaluation by my internship instructor for my um, graduate course to become a social worker. And I completed this stuff two months ago. Walked across the stage and already had my degree but it's two months later and I'm still in survival mode. It still doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like this is my life. Like I'm truly post-grad school. And it kind of speaks to the imposter syndrome that I've already talked about. And I'll have that episode linked below. Um, But y'all, let me just share this poem with y'all and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. Dear Anxiety, I needed a spelling lesson on you before I met you. I kept misspelling your name, dispelling the fact that you even exist. For some reason, I believed you were pronounced life. L-I-F-E. It felt like you were so much bigger than what I imagined. And Lord knows I pictured your every crevice of your being. You seemed to be so big and mighty. I had to decide exactly how I would speak to you how I would dress, how you would look. Everything about that moment had to be perfect, call it people-pleasing. I had to make sure you were pleased with my presence to protect me from embarrassment. Anything short of excellence would send me down a spiral of anxiety. 
I had met you before I even knew your name. Called you my kryptonite. Called me broken. Thought I had to be the token child, but I spoke too soon because childhood trauma brought you in my life all too soon. You were my coping skill. With you, I could gain what I thought was love. You were the love bug that always kept me sick. Anxiety. But now I've learned your weakness. See, I have become more comfortable with fuck-ups. Enjoyed the rough stuff. Gotten used to the mistakes. I once heard this woman say it kind of like Nike, but instead she said, just do it badly. It was as if the words unlocked a secret component. Tears fell from my eyes. I didn't even realize that was an option. See, not getting it right the first time made it fun. Learning from my mistakes made it less of a run and more of a marathon anxiety. This is my two weeks notice. I no longer work for you. No, I do not need my unpaid PTO. You can keep that shit. And I found employment somewhere else. In this place, I am allowed to make a mistake. I am allowed to be imperfect. People accept me there. So please keep all my things or donate them to the next person who takes my place. Please do not contact me again. And on an off chance we see each other in public, I will look the other way. I will now be managing the Self-Love and Forgiveness Incorporation, where we incorporate compassion and purpose. Farewell. No, thank you. Goodbye. Anxiety. So first, let me get the definition of anxiety. Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Anxiety is also an intense, excessive, or persistent worry and fear about everyday situations, fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired may occur. So as y'all know, I am in therapy, and a lot of my therapy has revolved around my anxiety. And I have definitely shared with y'all how that anxiety has originated in my childhood and how this people-pleasing trait that I mentioned in the poem has also developed. So let's listen to a snippet of that right now. And I'll have that episode linked below as well. Posted a people-pleasing quiz. And once I took the quiz, I realized that I was a perfectionist. And... For me, after doing some shadow work and some soul searching, I realized that it came from my childhood because I wanted to be the perfect child for my mom. And I think I've told y'all that before. But just dealing with the ups and downs of being a child and dealing with a parental figure's um, moods and just my mom worked a lot. She was overwhelmed a lot. And navigating through my my parental figure's emotions, I decided subconsciously that I would make my life situation better by becoming a child that my mother did not have to worry about. So I would be the perfect child. I would have no problems. I would be perfect. And in childhood, I developed this perfectionism trait that 
I didn't choose to do it. It was just a coping skill, a defense mechanism, a trauma response, you know, to the life situations I had been given as a child. So as an adult, (laughs) that is showing up as um, me not wanting to be around people or not talk to people. And I was like, wow, why do I why do I not like people like what is it about social interaction that bothers me so much? And literally, it wasn't until I started going on my self love journey. And I started stepping out of my comfort zone and started taking myself on dates that I realized that I'm actually good at talking to people. And this. So as y'all could see, the trauma response to the narcissist slash codependent relationship I had with my mother is where this anxiety originated. <laughs> um. It wasn't on purpose. My mom didn't try to be the narcissist in this situation, and I didn't try to be the codependent. But that's the dynamic we had developed because I was always trying to read my mom. I was always trying to decide how to react and how to respond to her. And like I said, I did become the perfect child. And so in that episode, I talk about how I repair and I'm working on repairing Um, the relationship with myself, because what happened was I didn't trust myself. I didn't believe myself. I thought that everything I did was wrong and I had to 100 percent be perfect as a child because my mom was always responding and reacting to her everyday situations. And it was always being taken out on me. And I internalized that as, oh, it must be something wrong with me. I have to make sure that I don't have any bad grades. My room is clean. I look nice. I'm sweet. I'm never upset. I'm never angry. I don't have emotions, right? And so that turns into adulthood where now I'm a straight-A student, first person in my whole um, family to have a master's degree, but also I'm afraid to talk to people and I'm second-guessing myself And I'm competing with myself every single day in the worst way because I'm always self-doubting. So recently, I was just thinking about, um, you know, overthinking my new job that I've started. uh, Because I told you I left human resources and I got a pay raise. (laughs) Um, And I'll have that episode linked below as well about... um, that pay raise. So if y'all interested in hearing about money and just self-improvement and career changes, that's the episode for you. But um, just in that new job, I was struggling with feeling good enough and beating myself up about not learning the material fast enough. So I started listening to this um, YouTube video and I'll have that link below as well. But the video was about, it was a TED Talk about dealing with anxiety. And y'all, the episode was so good. And she talked about three ways to combat anxiety. And one of them was what I mentioned in the episode, was what I mentioned in the uh, poem, which was just do it badly. Just do it badly. Like what happens if you mess up? 
Because anxiety is us excessively worrying about things that may or may not happen. So if you take out the worry and just assume that you're going to do it badly, there's nothing to be worried about. <laughs> because you're, you've accepted that you're not perfect. You've accepted that this may not be perfect. And that's okay. And so when I started thinking like that, I was like, huh, okay. And guess what? Nine times out of 10, you're not going to do it as badly as you think you are. Probably going to do it better than what you think you are. But now you don't have this idea in the back of your head that whatever you're doing has to be perfect. So that helped. Another one was to write another uh, tip that she gave in the YouTube video was to write down um, why you do it. What's your purpose? And I was like, huh, wow, my purpose is to give back to my uh, the future generations. I want to be a role model. I want to be an icon. I also want to make the make the way smoother for my sisters, for my nieces, for my nephew. Like if I know something, there's something little, there's some, there's one less thing that my family has to learn because I've been through it. I learned it. Simple things like learning how to refinance a car or learning how to repair my credit. These are things that I've learned that now my family doesn't have to relearn because somebody else already figured it out. So now I'm just a resource. And that reminder of this is why I go through hard things. This is why I do hard things. This is why I learn things. That's so much motivation for me to just keep going and keep trying. And the last strategy that she gave for combating anxiety is to forgive yourself. And when I heard this part of it, I didn't realize that I was being so hard on myself that I was not allowing myself any grace or compassion and I often treat other people like this too. I hold myself to a, a high standard and I hold people to a high standard as well. And I don't give them an opportunity to be human. And I realized I needed to humanize myself. And so I learned, okay, whenever I'm feeling anxious about something I've done or about something I will do, it's probably because I'm holding myself to way too high of a standard. I'm not allowing myself to actually just be human. Maybe mess up. Maybe realize who I'm doing it for and forgive myself. So that's how I've been combating anxiety over the last few weeks. And it's been helping a lot. Whenever I started reframing my thoughts um, this way, life was much more fun. It was much more enjoyable. And I had to realize I would never talk to anybody else the way I talk to myself. And so, you know, just coming to that realization that you've been so hard on yourself requires forgiveness as well. So that's what I've done. I hope this poem and this episode has encouraged you. I hope that I leave you some good resources to benefit from after this. And I would love to hear voice messages from you all on how Anxiety has shown up in your life and what you've done to cope with it. 
So I will also leave that link below so that you all can send me voice notes. And I would love to play them in my next episode. But I will talk to y'all on another episode of My Life in a Poem Podcast. Bye!